Hey guys, and welcome back to the official podcast of Develop Yelman, Develop Yelman Unplugged. And this week, we're going to be talking about a very important topic, which is how to create new opportunities when you feel like everything is bleak, when you feel like you can't build something, or there are no resources, or that you just feel that there are no possibilities. Because many times we get these ideas in our head that we need something in order to be able to take a new step. We need something to be able to do something. Or there's something wrong with us. Our body isn't pretty enough. How many times do you do that? Um, and uh, yeah, we, we come up with all these excuses to uh, basically stop advancing and stop progressing. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to adjust the microphone so we see your pretty face. She, re she requested different chairs because the other chairs weren't comfortable enough. <laughs> and then now, these chairs are a little lower. And now her whole face is blocked. Uh, what if I put it, like, right here? Kind of? No? Maybe? Yeah, let's change bit. microphones. You get... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the other one doesn't... The, the cable isn't long so enough. Yeah. Welcome, guys. We, we're doing some fun stuff. There it is. And then when I talk, it could just be like that. Okay. Right? So, yeah. Uh, do, do. Baby, I do my makeup for these things and you just cover my face. I, I just cover your face. Okay, I have an idea. I have an idea. We're going to put this one on this side of you. Okay, now I've covered your eyes. Now we can't see her eyes. This is beautiful. I'm trying to create a party. Doing this. this is fun. I also, today <laughs> I'm in like a much more casual mood. So we're just starting everything a little bit more relaxed and low-key. I'm here modifying the microphone live on air because that's what I do. I don't know. There you go. I just like that. It's fine. You, you sit on a pillow or sit on your knees. <laughs> I have a pillow in my uh, night... Whatever, uh, what is that thing called? I forgot the name. Um, vanity. Oh, and there are pillows over there. I'm just really tiny, so um, this is this is what happens when you're very. <laughs> I can't even get out. Okay, hold up. This is funny. Okay, so this is how we start the podcast now, uh, by uh, moving around and adjusting and stuff. So yeah. Okay. So anyway, getting back to the topic, while uh, Des finds a pillow to see if she can be a little bit taller on the podcast. I love how it's like one pillow, and now you grab three pillows. Because I'm really short. That is true. I'm really tiny. How do I look? Oh, I'm oh much better. Is it comfy? Yeah, it's comfy. Okay. Okay. This is awesome. Okay. I like how my blouse looks with this lighting. It's beautiful. I love there this color. In case you guys haven't noticed, my favorite color is pink. We had not noticed. Oh, it looks really nice. I like this. I feel very comfortable. Maybe okay. Put a pillow behind me. No. So. Do do do. I'm just opening some chats here. Yeah, I'm creating a watch party. Maybe we should do this when we're not live. <laughs> yeah, we should. But this gives people a chance, you know, to join the live and you know, find the links and it's all good. Okay, so we have this right here. We have. Your watch party right here. The beautiful thing about Facebook is you have to have so many windows open because yeah. there's so many different chats. Yeah. Okay, and then we go into my profile, open up my <laughs> watch party. Yeah, we'll have a different setup today. With us, you guys. Okay, here we go. 
Now we're talking. This is good times, good times. And let's go like this. Let's go like this. If it will load. <laughs> there we go. This is perfect. Okay. So, hey, how are you? I'm good. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. We missed you. Well, you were here the last many weeks, so. Yeah, I've been I've been very consistent. Yeah, you've been consistent the last. Today many weeks. it was very unusually easy for me. Yeah, it's it's funny because today we're going to talk about you know uh, creating new opportunities, and one of the biggest challenges with creating new opportunities is our insecurities. Yeah, and it's our own mind, like. We, we we talk about like how people think that money is an obstacle and yes money can slow down or can challenge you but you can you know step up to the challenge step up to the plate and when the pandemic hit we had very high expenses and we used to make a lot of money before the pandemic but after the pandemic we were like oh my goodness what are we gonna do now so it was a bit of a challenge adapting to this new reality and we had to find new opportunities and these new opportunities, a lot of them required us to, you know, enjoy our cats that now are climbing behind us. Hi, uh, kid cat. Uh, <laughs> kid cat is secretly the star of the show. So uh, yeah, maybe because I look pretty today and she's like, <laughs> pulling my hair like you're she's jealous she, she wants to be the star um so yeah uh one thing we really need to look at is how we can innovate and create and create new opportunities when we feel that there are no more opportunities and part of that is facing insecurities uh facing insecurities like that you're not good enough facing imposter syndrome where you feel like your imposter no one will take you seriously feel like body image situations where you feel like your body is, is somehow responsible for your success or lack of success. Like we always want something to blame, but we want something to blame so that we stop growing. Not because we don't want to grow, just because it, growing requires facing fears. And every time we take a new step, we get insecure. We doubt ourselves. We overanalyze every step we take. Overanalyze the response from people, or need too much positive reassurance to keep going, and we kind of get into this habit of seeking out constant gratification in our projects. And the problem is, when we start a new project, do we get instant gratification? No. We often don't because. How many podcast episodes does it take to get people to get on the podcast, you know? How many YouTube videos does it take for people to actually engage with your YouTube videos? How many live streams does it take before they start interacting? How many time, How many steps do you have to take where you're practicing, where you're learning your craft, where you're facing fears before you start having the impact you want? Generally speaking, it takes a while. And that while is a while where we are alone with our insecurities. It's a while where we are just like overanalyzing things over beating ourselves up and the the important thing is when we feel like beating ourselves up remind ourselves it is not productive you know what good does beating yourself up do like 
Oh, no, it doesn't help you, with you, anything, really. You're an expert. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't done this lately. I don't know if you noticed, but I haven't beat my like beat myself up for hours like I used to. Oh, no, you've been doing better. Uh, been doing the better. last two weeks or three weeks, maybe, yeah. more or less. Um, I'm very of beating myself up when it comes to my weight, when it comes to um, not having time to do certain things or being late for something. It's I'm I beat myself up for before it used to be days. Yeah hours uh max and then lately it's just like maybe a couple of minutes maybe an hour max and then i get up and i start doing things and that's the thing because we waste so much time beating ourselves up uh so many hours beating our beating ourselves up and we can be doing something else during those hours so like for example i i don't know how many hours i've had in my whole entire life beating myself up but (laughs) i it's it sometimes stresses me out that amount of things i could have done or just would have been happy during those hours instead of sad there are hours that i'm um that i'm not i'm not gonna get back ever and i decided to waste them beating myself up which at the same time, it's good. You learn from it. You have to feel pain. You have to you have to put yourself through tough situations in order for you to learn. Um, but don't overextend it, the pain. Don't overextend it, and you need to learn how to say enough is enough. And for me, it was like one day I was gonna have beat myself up, and then I think it was just one hour the first time, and then I got up myself, and then I just told you, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, and then ever since that day, it's easier for me to get up. Like if I can't do something, if I get stressed for something, I get up and I do something else. Um, and I try to be productive, but in another way, or I watch a Netflix series because that isn't, uh, I used to think that that was wasting time and, and nothing good came from that. But then I was like, no, because it distracts me from the life that I have now. And it's pretty, it's actually pretty fun. And it's good to have at least one day a week where you just watch Netflix for, for an afternoon, um, and I think that's really good and it helps our mental health, really. Yeah, no, and, and that's what developed you. I mean, we talk about how there are things that look like a distraction. You don't want the fan f- hitting you? No, it's not. No, it's, it is hitting me. It's just, okay. it's not direct. Like, okay, okay. So one thing we're talking about is how a lot of regenerative spaces, we treat them as a distraction. We treat them as we're being irresponsible, like watching Netflix, playing video games, doing things like that. Oftentimes we think it's being irresponsible, but... It's only irresponsible if we're escaping from our responsibilities for extended periods of time. But many times, just recharging a battery, getting that boost of energy, boost of confidence, and then returning to your project is powerful. And when you're talking about finding new opportunities, you have to stop beating yourself up. You have to stop uh, forcing things. You have to stop convincing yourself that you're a burden to the world. You have to start letting people in. You have to start asking for help. You have to start collaborating. You have to start learning new things. How many courses have we not taken and how many new things are we not learning right now? Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Sometimes we, 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 we want to quit because we are facing new things. We're trying new things. Like you've even been doing video game streaming. Like, oh, yeah, I've been doing video game streaming. I've been trying a lot of things lately. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been beating myself up because I, I'm trying YouTube. I'm trying, I'm trying uh, video game streaming. And I'm trying all these different type of things. And I have my store. And it's just like, 
uh for me it's very hard to concentrate on just one thing like i like doing a, a lot of things and sometimes there's nothing I, wrong with like that. i move on and i feel like i'm not finishing something but that's the way that my mind works so yeah lately i've been video streaming and it's been really nice because i like playing video games i like it and you bought me a, a wheel and i love i love uh doing all that like playing with wheel and stuff like that because i've always wanted it since i was a uh, a little kid and so um I wouldn't play it as much like the first month that you bought me the wheel because I thought that it was a waste of time. I could be doing something else instead of sitting on the on the big TV and just playing my wheel, which I had fun. But the way I think is like I need to be doing. She has some fiery <laughs> side <laughs> personality. I need to be doing a lot of things at once and uh, or else I start to get anxious. Um, so when I started streaming that that really helped me because, well, now um, I'm not just playing video games which i actually really enjoy but i'm also getting followers i'm getting likes on my page i'm getting comments and i'm talking to people um and that makes me feel like i'm doing something productive yeah. uh and it has really really helped me a lot oh, and, and the guys uh, uh nathan dave here on the team they were the first ones to start with this because when the pandemic hit, we started playing video games as a regenerative space for the team to kind of distract ourselves from the stress and and what David realized this, there are people making money off of this. And we're like, yeah, of course there are people making money off of this. Didn't you know? And he was like, no, I did not know that. This is exciting. This is interesting. So he started a stream with, uh, with Nata. And uh, interestingly enough, they started about three weeks ago. And in the last two or three days, they made 20 bucks in donations of viewers and just playing video games. And this is only a couple of weeks in. And like, they already, like, this is the same amount of time they would dedicate playing video games in the anyway, first place. Yeah, they were paying that amount anyway, and um, now they're getting money for it and getting subscribers and followers, and they're building a community of loyal followers that see them every day and interact with them every day and follow our other stuff and follow develop development and other things. So they're discovering other projects thanks to the stream, right? And it, it's also a way for them to gain confidence on camera to do more develop development stuff but with something where they aren't as stressed or anxious about, you know, performance anxiety because it's a video game and people are watching the game more than them. So they don't feel as much pressure. Yeah. And, and David has gained a lot of confidence on camera. And you too. I remember after the first few streams, you were like, now I want to do a video for YouTube. Now I want to do a video for this. Yeah, uh, I've been way more confident now uh, ever since I started playing video games because now I'm, I'm, I'm able to go in the camera. And I guess one of my biggest insecurities is the way I look. If I don't like the weight that I'm in, if the, the lighting is not perfect, if the camera is not perfect, I don't feel comfortable going in front of uh the the computer because i i don't feel comfortable going on video <laughs> uh, because it's it's really difficult for me to get in front of a camera i love don't get me wrong when i'm when i'm when i yeah when i'm the best version of myself when i'm hitting the gym when i'm mentally good i become the most conceited person ever <laughs> like i like looking at myself in the no, mirror i see like, in a good way by the way <laughs> yeah in like, a good way um but uh like i become very confident and i like taking pictures of myself and and i just become a very happier version of myself but due to mental illnesses and due to the pandemic and having the gym clothes and and having everything that was like in a way helping me become that person really slowed me down and 
for for a long time i think the first six months of this pandemic it was really tough not not as tough as i thought it was gonna be uh i guess because having a mental illness and expecting the worst always to happen and then it finally happened it was like very it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be it was like oh my gosh i've been preparing for this my whole life um but it did it it did obviously if it affected normal people um in a, in a way it also really hurt a lot of people that already have mental illnesses and that's including me um and and so obviously getting all my the malls shut down which the malls helped me a lot and walking around and getting the gym shut down and all of these spaces where i would just feel safe and 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 happy getting shut down obviously it, it affected me a lot um and so that's why since february or january i didn't upload uh a, 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 a youtube video i haven't uploaded one because honestly i started to get bigger i started to eat more i started to do like less exercise and i just told Yannick like i don't want to be in front of the camera i don't want people to see me i even deleted a lot of pictures on facebook i deleted a lot of things on instagram all because i didn't want anybody to see my body and the person uh, and, i was becoming and the problem is in that moment you started making your fears more important than your goals yeah and it's a constant struggle for everyone even me this balance between fears and goals and fears can be healthy or they can be destructive They can save our lives. They can prevent us from making stupid decisions. They can prevent us from being impulsive in a space that maybe is dangerous. But the reality is a lot of fears nowadays are really out of hand. Like we take a small fear and we turn it into a big thing that prevents us from doing the things we want to do. And that's the problem. Creating new opportunities, you have to open your eyes to see the possibilities. But the first thing you have to do before that is make some goals. You know, define some goals and make them more important than your fears. And, and know that when you open up to new opportunities, it's going to be very fucking uncomfortable. It will. It's not going to be your, your no. comfort zone. If you're in your comfort zone, you know that you're doing something wrong. <laughs> not opening yourself up. Because opening up to... Uh, opportunities is is uh, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel out of place. That's normal because you're trying new things. When I moved to Mexico City, uh, I love the weather. Don't get me wrong, and I love everything about the city. But it was really hard for me the first three months. I I kept crying that I wanted to go home because this was a place that I was. It was very different for me. As much as I loved it, I loved the city, and despite that, I was. Um, I wanted to go home the first three months. And I remember telling Yannick, like, when am I going to feel like this is home? Yeah. Um, and he said, well, three months. And when we went back to my hometown, the first thing, I think it was like the second day that we were there, I was like, like I want to go back. I, I, I miss, back I miss uh, my new home. Like. <laughs> new home. Uh, and um, that's the thing. Once you level up, then it becomes comfortable. But in the process of leveling up, as in the process of adapting to something new, learning something new, facing insecurities, taking risks, all your fears are going to multiply and you want, you're going to want to give up. There are going to be days where you're going to give up. 
There are going to be days where you're going to throw a tantrum or that you're going to try to escape or that you're going to try to destroy everything you're building. You're going to try to make excuses as to why you can't and you're going to justify why you can't with, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough uh, equipment, I don't have the right camera, I don't have the right uh, keyboard, I don't have the right this, I don't have the right that, I can't do this, I'm all alone. Uh, who will watch me? Who will listen to me? Who will support me? Like, if, Will they hate me? Will they love me? Will uh, Am I being silly? Am I being too uh, irresponsible? Am I being to this, am I being to that? And a lot of like insecurities will kick in. And then there are going to be periods where if left unchecked, you can literally give up. And I will ask you, how many projects have you given up because you gave more power to your fears than your goals? How many hobbies, projects, exciting things that you were super excited at first, but then the insecurities came in and then you were like, hell no, and you turned around. And I'll be honest, here at the office, we face that every day because we never... We never let ourselves get, like stop growing or stop innovating. And the problem is that brings insecurities out in everyone. We've had conflicts on the team. We've had drama on the team. We've had people throwing tantrums. But every time they actually show up and do something, they celebrate afterwards. For you, the many of the first episodes of the podcast this season, you would have a panic attack before the podcast. You would get anxious. Last week, you even had to leave like, 10 minutes before the party. Yeah, I was literally in and out last week cause I'm, my, because my anxiety was right? so bad. But you also celebrate on the podcast the fact that at least I show up. Yeah. Even if I show up late, even if I have a panic no, attack. No, and today it's been really easy. I did not get a panic attack before. I found my outfit. Like the first outfit I found, I put on and I'm like, I look amazing. I did my makeup and I was like, I didn't get a panic attack. I didn't get anxiety. And it was, it, it's, it's been quite a good day that it scares me. <laughs> it scares me. This is the first time I get on the podcast. Uh, well, actually, no, the first episode, since I was still in the weight that I wanted to be, it was easier for me. But getting on the podcast is hard for me because I have to go through a process. An hour before the podcast or one hour and a half before, I have to choose my outfit. I have to choose like three outfits. And then whichever makes me look thinner and not as <laughs> as as chubby as I think I look um is is the one and sometimes I have to go through like 10 outfits my closet becomes a mess I become stressed because I already made uh, a mess out of my closet and and it's um it's getting the perfect makeup it's 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 no, a and, lot. and one thing that's very clear ever since I met her she's always been ambitious but she's had a lot of people crush her dreams judge her tell her things about her body tell her things about her uh, intelligence tell her things about her capacity tell her things about her gender tell her things about so many different things where she's kind of had to make her world much smaller but she's always wanted a bigger world uh, and now that she's finally having opportunities to make her world bigger Every time she takes one more step, she feels guilty. Every time she feels uh, takes one more step, she feels wrong. Every time, because all of those it, rejections and judgments from the past, they they return and she replaces them, and it's a challenge. Uh, and I'm super proud of you because you keep taking more steps, even though you have your tantrums, even though you want to give up sometimes, even though it it gets uncomfortable sometimes, even though you convince yourself of a lot of reasons why you can't do it or you won't do it or that you can't concentrate or that you're not intelligent enough or that you're not pretty enough and all these things, you keep showing up. Yes, maybe not with the consistency that you want. Yes, maybe not uh, achieving everything that you want right away, but you're continuously taking steps. And that's what matters because... Every time you take one more step, you have more confidence. Yeah. Every time you show up in the podcast, the next time becomes easier. Every time yeah. you show up on a stream, the next stream becomes easier. But that that's one that's a good thing that you're saying that it becomes easier. 
But one thing that you should know, and this is something that I learned, it will become easier, but then there will be other days where it's not going to be easy at all. Some days were easy for me when I moved here. Some days were easy at my new job and stuff. But then there were other days that it was just terrible. And I felt like it was a setback from from base, uh, from home, from like you felt like you're back to square one. But uh -huh, back to square one. That's the yeah. word that I try to find. And and that doesn't mean that you're not growing. I mean, of course you are, but you're going to have bad days. So, yes, it's going to become easier. But know that maybe if you want a pillow that says it's OK to have bad days, go on DesiCoco.com <laughs> and buy yourself a pillow that she designed. Yes. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it, you're gonna have good days it's gonna become easier mexico city for me was a dream i wanted to be here even before i met yannick i already had the dream of coming here and i was always like august i'm moving in august like i already had a date and i i told I even be, when i met him i think the first day i was like where are you from and then he was like mexico city and i was like oh i'm planning to move there soon and even though i had no money i was I was I was I was getting better from the sickness I was in for like the past year before that and um like it was it, it it was not a possibility and I remember people telling me like you're not gonna be able to live the city life you're not gonna be able to there's so many people you don't like people uh there's the, the like everybody was just saying you're not gonna like the city but i know i love cities i love and especially if it's cold weather like mexico city it's not like cold cold but it's it's it definitely it's, it's not cold cold at all by most standards it's yeah. just moderate climate it's neither super hot nor super cold but, but she was living in a tropical place yeah. before that was always super hot always like from 80 degrees was the coolest we will ever get and then like 90 degrees fahrenheit was like our average every single 30, day 32 34 in celsius yeah and so for me coming to mexico city was like yay i get to wear sweaters yay i get to do this and that and it wasn't cold enough for uh for me to be uncomfortable but it wasn't hot as well like oh i'm tired of the tropical uh part so what was i saying i was saying something about that, that sometimes you're gonna choose a path that at the beginning their insecurities people are gonna judge you and you're going to take some steps. And the more steps you take, the easier it gets. But there are going to be days where you're going to want to go backwards. There are going to be days you're going to doubt yourself. There are going to be days where you're going to second-guess yourself. There are going to be people that are going to make you second-guess yourself oh. by telling you that you can't do it or that you're crazy or this or that. And many of the times where you are leveling up, you're going to get more judgments both from others and from yourself. And you're going to replay those judgments and you're going to doubt yourself and second guess yourself. And there are going to be days where, yes, it, got, it feels like you're back to square one. There are going to be days where you're going to want to throw all the progress away. There are going to be days where you're just going to want to run back at home or run back to your comfort zone or run back to your old habits and your old ways. And that's okay. It's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get back up. So yeah. like, you can fall a million times. It's normal. Like if you're not falling, you're probably not taking enough risks because every time you take more risks and try new things and you step out of your comfort zone, you know, you're you're going to stumble. You're going to have insecurities and you're going to have days where those insecurities just take over and that's okay. But the important thing is getting back up again. And the faster you get back up, the better. Yeah. The more frequently you get back up, the better. Because the moment you stop getting back up is the moment that you stop growing and you stop creating new opportunities. And for you, the pandemic, it's been kind of hard for you to get back up in many things. But what you've been doing to kind of compensate for that is sometimes, for example, YouTube is something that you've always wanted to do. But 
the more insecurities in a YouTube video because you have to look at yourself not just when you're filming it, but also when you're editing it. Yeah. And then when you publish it. And well, and I'm like, looking at myself. So if I look pretty, it's like, oh, yay, I get to look at myself and I get to like re watch my videos again. But the problem is when I'm not feeling not pretty. Feeling yeah. And and that's that's been a big challenge for me, especially now with the pandemic and, and gaining a bit of weight. And then not also that, having comments from people literally doing that. And that's one of my biggest biggest reasons why i haven't been able to do a lot of things and some days i don't even want to go on stream because i'm just like i don't feel pretty i don't want to look i don't want to be on camera right now um also with the videos it really the the eating disorder that i have takes control of a lot of things in my life um Thankfully, when it comes to work, I know that I have to be there and I love my job so much that I don't care if I look terrible or show up in sweatpants. I'm going because my students need me. But thankfully, it's not that bad. But I know a lot of people that can't even show up to work because they they, they look at themselves fat. For me, I, I it's like it's a blessing to have a job that I love so much that it doesn't matter if I feel fat that day. It doesn't matter if I go through a three hour tantrum before going being I have to be able at be at work be at work <laughs> um i'm gonna show up and uh um and it, with the the eating disorder that i have really just takes control of everything and it's 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 been why i'm gonna be 23 next week it's been 23 years that it's taking control my mom said that even when i was a baby it was it was a problem i, I didn't want to eat it was it's, it's always been a problem since i was born uh but but thankfully, um, I don't know why I don't have a more serious problem with my body. I'm thankful. And sometimes I'm scared that it's going to come back and bite me. And it did. It, it came back and it, it, it destroyed a lot. It of destroyed a lot of things uh, for years. So it did come back and bite me. And I'm blessed that it didn't it didn't go to some degrees that other people have uh, consequences throughout their life. But yeah, definitely fighting it has been out of my comfort zone because being this weight that i am right now is out of my comfort zone like for me it's a size 20 like my waist has to be no more than a 26 inch waist like that was my that was the way i would think like if my waist got bigger than that i was i was fat um and now my waist is like a 30 i think or a 28 um and it's very uncomfortable for me but one thing that i that i don't really pay attention to and sometimes it does come to mind when i'm okay um is that i'm glad i'm here and i feel uncomfortable in this in this situation because this is how i'm growing ever since we started dating a year ago and you started eating properly you have not gotten sick once yeah i haven't got sick i haven't I've gotten, gotten the flu, the blue, i've gotten the cold, the cold nothing i've gotten stomach illness i've had diarrhea i've been vomiting i've yeah. had so many different things and you, nothing. There, there was even a time that the whole apartment, uh, the guys, everybody got this some sort of flu or or, yeah. or thing, and everybody was sick. And you and, didn't. And I was just like, oh my goodness. I'm Whereas sick. before, you would get sick all the time. <laughs> yeah, before I would be the first one in my family to get sick, but everybody had caught something. I don't know what it was, and I was the only <laughs> one that didn't catch it. No, and, and that's sometimes you got to look at that. And and the reality is we, 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 we make the mistake of focusing on the things that make us insecure, that make us fearful, Instead of looking at the progress and the growth and all the support we have also, because sometimes we put so many conditions in being happy or being confident or, 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 or feeling at peace, right? And many times there's so many beautiful things that we can look at that we don't look at because 
this thing isn't there yet. So how many people are not helping you right now that you're not seeing and recognizing? How many steps have you taken that you haven't recognized? How much growth haven't you gone through that you haven't recognized? And even though it feels like you're going backwards and you might be going backwards, but maybe you're going backwards to catapult yourself forwards, or maybe you're going backwards to explore or rebuild or learn something new to build a different path or a better foundation. Yeah. There were six months where she was in a really bad place, locked up in her room, super sick, super bad. But she was digesting positive content, getting inspired, learning about, you know, vision boards and making vision boards and doing things in her room that kind of just gave her this hope for the future. And sometimes you're just going to, you, you got to spend some time with yourself to find that. Uh, and little by little, you start building a support network and a team around you that kind of helped you catapult you forward even faster. But it's very important that new opportunities, they are, there are always new opportunities around you. Right now, there are a million opportunities that you can do with your phone, with your computer, with your family. You can even be sewing and building, like creating face masks. I have a friend who might be watching the stream right now that's selling these beautiful, you know, super artistic face masks and having lots of success with it. And like you can turn adversity into an opportunity. You can turn a stressful moment into something positive. And you can really create something wonderful with the skill sets you have. The problem is we often devalue our skill sets. We often compare ourselves to others that are good at things we are not good at. And therefore, we think we're a failure. But the, the truth is we can learn new things and we can take courses, we can learn things on YouTube for free, we can get free ebooks, we can spend a little bit of money on a digital course or, or, or a training program, and we can learn new skill sets very easily. Or we can ask our friends to help and our family to help in areas that we don't have the same confidence in or the same passion in, and they can complement us. And together we can build something, right? But there's always opportunities. Right now, when COVID hit, and I've said it in previous podcasts, and I'm going to say it again. We had high expenses. We had high income. Suddenly all the income went away because all the events became illegal because we couldn't do live events because they were legal. We couldn't travel to other countries like Japan and Brazil and things where we had more established markets. So all of a sudden, borders closed. What do we do? We can't sustain the living costs. So sure, there's renegotiations of rent. There was cutting some unnecessary expenses. There was selling some stuff. There was building new things out of nothing. There was building lights out of cardboard boxes uh, that we found in the trash and some tinfoil. Before, I had too much of an ego to do that. Before, I needed the $700 professional lights. Before, I needed the $3,000 pro cameras. Before, I needed the the like super high-end equipment. Once the pandemic hit, I was like, Okay, I'm going to use a $1,000 camera. I'm going to use uh, 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 some lights that I built with cardboard from, from the trash and some tin foil and some old bed sheets. I'm going to, you know, find some old garage lights that I have sitting in the closet and I'm going to build them into something else. And uh, with the computers, like right now, you're using a computer that has very old computer parts, but you're gaming on it, you're streaming on it. But it was a bunch of parts we weren't using because we had concluded they were too old. But they're playing your games just fine. You don't even notice. You yeah, don't, even, don't, you don't even, even know. Don't even know. So, <laughs> like before, like I was like, I need to have the latest and the greatest. And I put so many conditions on opportunities. But now that the pandemic hit, I was like, I don't care that it's a three-year-old graphics card or a five-year-old graphics card. I don't care that it's a, a six, seven-year-old processor. Let's put it together. Let's build something. 
Um, and Manatee says, when I try to do something new and unknown, I feel great resistance inside, but I guess it's normal. Of course, it's going to feel heavy. It's going to feel like the burden on the world. It's gonna, you're going to feel guilt. You're going to feel judgment. You're going to feel silly. You're going to feel stupid. You're going to feel irresponsible. You're going to feel uh, it, it naughty. You're going to feel, it depends on what you do, but they're going to be all these feelings. Like you get super excited about things fast. But then you take one step and then you're like, no, 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 I don't want to do this anymore. How many times have you told me you don't want to do YouTube anymore? How many times have you told me you don't want to do streaming anymore? It's like 2 a.m. and I get this this uh, existential crisis. (laughs) Yes, that. And I'm just sitting there on the bed and I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I don't like my life. What am I doing here? Should I go home? And it's like, it's terrible. Um, But just know that, well... Whatever you do, someone's always going to have something to say about it, either if it's negative or if it's positive. And I also like this one person that you like, Gary Vee. And I, yeah. uh, Yannick ha- went, literally went on my Instagram and like uh, unliked pages that were unhealthy for me. That no, had, like, I a bunch didn't. Of- Together we sat down <laughs> okay, and together. you unliked a bunch of toxic stuff <laughs> and I helped like a lot of positive, inspirational yes. content that makes you more hopeful. And, and you did a social media cleanup, <laughs> not out of like, oh, like I'm going to just uh, forget about my past. More like, okay, these groups and these things are sharing too many pessimistic things, too many maybe racist yeah things, no when many, when the pandemic hit uh, conspiracy I theories deleted a lot of people i deleted a lot of friends um i i, I deleted a lot of people from my life and I, I i left a lot of groups because people were being negative people were being like this and this and that and and it's just it was just terrible i was like wh- why are we gonna sit here and think about all the negative this pandemic is doing why don't we just think about the positive and people are people were like literally judging me for for being so blind for people i had people say well you live in a in a in a cool apartment and in a good place in town like you don't have to worry about these, if they uh, these only things knew how many sleepless nights we had figuring out how we're gonna pay the rent yeah how we're gonna pay our basic expenses now because before we made quite a bit of money and we spent quite a bit of money, but then all of a sudden that money stopped coming in and it's like, holy shit, yeah, and, what and, am I going to do? And for me, well, I love doing this in the first place, even if I have money or don't. I always like finding the best deals and everything. So I literally had to teach Yannick, you know, how to stretch out money. I remember I, I would get paid uh, every 15 days, 1800 right? That's what I was making for just one of my incomes. Not Bezos. dollars. Pesos, which is like pesos, nothing. Which is nothing. Um, especially living in a place where it's very fancy. 1,800. So basically, 100, uh, 1, 100 bucks. 100 bucks every two weeks. More or less, yeah. So you're making 200 bucks. Yeah. And 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 with <laughs> and with that money, uh, I I bought groceries. I would I would extend it out with yeah. groceries, and I would I would buy things that we needed here, so Yannick didn't have to worry about that. Um, but I was also working uh, hours that I was literally getting paid like what three dollars, four dollars an hour, uh, more or less, and I was just like. Nope. I mean, I get that I'm in a pandemic, but I'm not going I'm a, I'm an English teacher. That is not what you make in an hour. Um, and so it was, it was very uncomfortable for me to let go of that job. It was very, very uncomfortable for me, but I knew 
I knew if I stayed in that job, I was going to be stuck there. Yeah, there was a problem because during the pandemic, during mid-stress, you, you, had, you had to quit a job. And it was like quitting a job meant even less money. Yeah, and well, I was that like, job was just, what, it wasn't working. It they was were, not they were exploiting you. They were not paying you right. They were not treating you and right. And it was a toxic environment. And so it wasn't helping my mental health. It was barely like getting me groceries every week. Um, and I was just like, I, 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 I can't even pay gas. We can't even pay the, the gasoline no, that we spent and, and, on. And, the on real, and like the, 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 what happened was like before the pandemic, Yes, it was a tough period when my grandfather was passing away. But before that, I was doing quite well. I got a new big car, a big Cadillac Escalade. We got two big apartments. We moved all the team into the same apartments to live and work together. And like, we were on the rise. And then my grandfather got ill. He passed away. I made a lot of sacrifices to take care of him. Put a lot of things on hold, canceled a lot of things. Then when I was going to get back into action, pandemic, pandemic hit. And then when I finally was getting the confidence and I had mourned my grandfather enough and I had gone through this process, the pandemic hit. And then I was like, oh my goodness, one low blow after another low blow. This is tough. And like people can judge from the outside. I'm not, I'm, I know people have it worse. I know people, uh, like we all have different contexts. But that's not a reason for but you not to feel. All I want you guys to understand is it doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter where you live, doesn't matter what neighborhood you live in, you're going to have highlights in your life and you're going to have low moments in your life. You're going to have moments when you are, everything is going well and smooth and there are going to be moments where it feels like everything is coming crumbling down. The moments where it feels like everything is crumbling down, it's very important to use those periods to grow, to innovate, to learn new things, to ask for help, to build better support networks, to really level up because those are the moments where you either sink or swim. And... Yes, you're sometimes you're swimming for your life. Yeah. And it has felt a lot like that during the pandemic for us. Like we've been swimming like swimming just fighting for our lives. But during this period we have created better content, leveled up, maximized resources, built so many new opportunities, built so many new things that actually the tides are starting to turn. Slowly, but they're starting to turn because we didn't give up during this period and there were many times we wanted to give up yeah like in many different ways like i wanted to go home we both went into kind of depressive states like luckily we have a support network here on a team where we challenge each other and we support each other and we have each other's backs but i mean i had i've had the worst mental health that i've had in my life like in the beginning of the pandemic. No, and and maybe we we see this well in the moment. Maybe we saw it as something bad, and both Yannick and I were were very annoyed, uh, and very just not doing well me- mentally. But if we look at all the positive things, Yannick and I survived our first year of dating through a pandemic. Um, he also death in the family. through death in a family through, through financial. Stuff financial challenges and um and it's just been it's it's been very tough and and but i don't know how we survived it i mean there's a lot of people that have been married for years that like divorce rates are up big yeah that are divorcing but yannick and i we 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 weren't supposed to experience this our first year of dating like it's supposed to be our honeymoon phase and then maybe you i don't know three years from now five years from now this is where all this 
all of this happened. But I mean, a pandemic is huge. We don't have these like every 100 years we have this and, and being living together <laughs> and me not being well and stuff. So yeah, maybe it sucked and and there were so many sleepless nights and and stuff, but but we managed to pull through and and thankfully as well, if I go back to to quitting this job, the first the first week, the first the last week of my job, I would cry every night because I no longer wanted yeah, to work she there. She would be up till 4 a.m. crying. And I would tell him like I don't want to I, I don't told her quit the job, it doesn't matter, like we'll figure it out. Like, yeah, we can't afford quitting jobs technically. But this job is draining us so much that, it's, that giving, it's actually making us make less money. Yeah, and it's taking more than it's actually giving me. So yeah, I quit. I quit, right? And 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 for the next two weeks, I was I was lost. I I was crying. I was like, how am I gonna make money? I shouldn't have I quit. quit. I should have done it. I was so irresponsible. Then I started value like I'm worth more than 70 hours, uh, 70 pesos an hour. And I was like, I'm going to find, and I told myself like, I'm going to find a job that's going to pay me the amount that I want. And, um, and it was crazy because the job that I just got for, for this, uh, school year, um, uh, 10 bucks an hour. basically pays me in dollars, uh, which is awesome. Pays in pesos, but, but the equivalent of ten dollars yeah hour, but there which... is one that's gonna pay me in dollars oh. uh um and no and it's it's really nice because it's everything that i wanted in the school basically is paying me an out an hourly rate it's exactly what i wanted to be paid um and everybody knows that my favorite color is pink so my uniform is gonna be pink and my boss is very uh i can communicate with her and it's very easy None. um you almost took a different job. And I almost took a different job. And you felt guilty when it didn't feel right to take it. it yeah, felt, it, it, it felt, felt very, wrong. it felt heavy and it felt wrong. And I just didn't want that job. Um, and then I felt bad. And then I went into another depressive state because I was like, maybe I'm being lazy and stuff. And and thankfully, I have Yannick and the team that were just like, there's a reason why. There's a reason why. Just hold on. And boom, what happened the next week? I think uh, the following Not week. Not even a week. A few days a later. A few days later, I get this other a, job. Uh, this other job. And it was like out of nowhere. <laughs> and and it was exactly what I wanted. And and it was it's, it's pretty nice. Well, and this is one thing like to contextualize this. This is a new opportunity that she's exploring. She felt terrible when she left the other opportunities behind that weren't working anymore because they're no longer opportunities. But the interesting thing is a lot of the jobs she applied to were outside of the radius of what she would have applied to before because now everything is online. So for example, one of the jobs we're talking about right now is in the US. One of the jobs, we, uh, the other jobs you're talking about is further into the city in an area where we honestly don't want to drive into every day. This new boss was like, we're not going to go into regular classes for the rest of the school, uh, for the whole school year. Everything is going to be online, so it doesn't matter where you live. Yeah. And so that's an opportunity now. Literally, you can apply to uh, jobs anywhere in the world and work remote now. Yes. And working one thing, remote is a thing now. Yeah. And one thing that we should very realize, and I learned this the hard way, there's going to be a lot of people that are out there and their their bosses and stuff, and they're going to want to manipulate you to stay with them. One of the things my my ex boss told me is like, a lot of people are applying for this school. Like I have people from here, from that, that say that other schools are not accepting it. And I was like, hold up. 
That's not my situation. I'm an, like, it's, it's not because I feel better than I'm anything else, but I know what I'm worth as a teacher. And I'm like, I'm a native speaker. I could get a job literally by just creating my creating classes for myself. And that's what I did. As soon as I quit that job, uh, I was giving a summer course. And the first thing I did, I was like, I hit up one of my cousins and I was like, help me create a summer course. And bam, I created a summer course. I brought students in and I did my own thing because I know what I'm worth. And moms, I know that moms like it when a teacher is native because that way their, their kids are learning uh an an american accent and 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 a lot of people are, that's what they're looking for so i knew what i was worth and even though my boss kept telling me like there's no there jobs are not hiring schools are not hiring schools are shutting down um these are words that a toxic person says it's like when you're in a bad relationship and they tell me you no one is gonna love you like i do no one is gonna support yeah. you like i do no one is gonna have your back like i do no one is gonna yeah. tolerate you like i do yeah. no one is gonna be there like how many times have you not seen that and then you start even convincing yourself oh it's true like yeah because well who's gonna put up with this part of me who's gonna put up with and then you stay in a toxic relationship for too long the same happens with jobs and opportunities yeah no and, and, and don't convince yourself that something is opportunity when it's not when it's not Yeah, and you definitely don't let people manipulate you during this pandemic and say there's no jo there are no jobs and stuff. Honestly, I've seen more jobs now than before the pandemic. And as a teacher, I've been able to grab opportunities more because of the pandemic. So obviously, yes, I know what I'm worth. And I always tell a job like ever since that experience and I, and I got paid so low, I was like, this is what I'm going to work mean, for. It's funny because your last boss tried to manipulate you with, I can hire someone from Spain if I want. <laughs> I can hire from anyone in, in, anywhere in the world. And you're like, that means I can apply to anywhere in the world. Yeah, too. like when she said that, my my instinct wasn't, oh my gosh, she can re she can replace me. I was just like, oh, that's actually a good idea. And then that's when I, you know, bam, what what I got an interview in and in some school in Florida. And I was like, girl, you did not bring me down. Instead, you just got me more ideas. Like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I'm in this little bubble where I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I only need to work here uh, in, in the city I'm in. But then I was like thinking and I was just like, oh, I can expand myself. I can give classes to the US. I can give classes here and that. And that's exactly what I did. And I even got a private student from Texas. And I was just like, oh my goodness, why hadn't I thought of that? And this is what's so cool about the pandemic. You don't have to no longer work where you live. Not even after the pandemic, a lot of companies have realized the value in remote work. Before yes. it was like taboo, like people are not going to work. They're going to be lazy. They're going to be distracted. But a lot of companies are making it work. Yeah. Develop Yelmond, actually, the first year of its existence. No, that was wrong. My previous business, uh, Status Select the first team I built, we were doing remote work. The people in Denmark and Canada and Mexico doing work together. And it worked. Like, it actually was even more productive than when we lived together, I'll be honest. Uh, there's, there's a lot of value in remote work. And uh, for a lot of people, yeah, it's uncomfortable, it's annoying and separating work uh, and home life. It's it's hard to find that balance. Like, we've lived this for several years because we, we have the office in our apartment and we live with our staff and it's It's a little messy, but it's awesome at the same time. And there's a lot of value in that. Um, and when we talk about creating new opportunities, you have to understand that, yes, you're going to have to go through the uncertainty of, holy shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Am I being crazy? Am I being ridiculous? Who do I think I am? Who's going to take me seriously? What's going to happen? 
this maybe I should go back to my little bubble. Maybe I should go back to my comfort zone. These are all thoughts that went past. All of these thoughts are super normal. Super normal. But if you don't take chances, you're not going to grow. You're just going to stay there. You're going to get into a more depressive state if you don't challenge yourself. For example, it's very common for her to throw a tantrum (laughs) about her weight or about her capacity and wanting to quit. Yeah. But the reality is she doesn't quit. And that's the cool thing. Because she keeps going, sometimes at a slower rate than what she would like, and she beats herself up for that. And yes, little by little, the rate has to become better and better. But there's a lot of stuff going on right now. So cut yourself some slack, too. I mean, we're going through a pandemic. Cut yourself some slack. (laughs) Yeah, before that, I used to tell Yannick, that's not an excuse. But it is. It really is. I mean, man, a pandemic doesn't... It's not just killing people. It's not just you going to get... You might get sick if you don't you know take the precautions it's not just illness it's it's literally mental health it's it's destroying relationships it's destroying um a lot of things it's economy, it's economy wise uh, yeah and it's 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 incredible how how all of this yes there's a lot of of bad stuff and it's okay to feel sad it's okay to be to not be productive it's okay to to be like just feel terrible in general that's fine um but use this time to work on yourself um you have more time to be at home you what i've been doing honestly i like decorating i like cleaning i like uh i like moving things around and and it's been it's been very helpful and um and as someone that's always i always i've said this already in a podcast but as someone that's that's gone through periods of your life being stuck in bed not being able to walk um losing everything losing all their friend her, her friends my job my school uh losing all of that and just being in bed too weak to walk too weak to eat too weak to eat water um something good always comes out of something terrible and i'm excited i'm excited to see what this pandemic is is uh as soon as it's over how people are going to be um how down to earth you're going to realize we're not we're not as uh what is that we're not as immortal or as superior as we think we are Um, a humbling experience but in a good way because it right now the planet is healing like literally it's healing in the sense that we are we're reducing reducing carbon emissions more people are interested in electric cars now because all of a sudden there are cities where you can finally see without the smog like there are a lot of benefits. To I want a Tesla on. now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, a lot of I literally want a Tesla now. And and um, I remember like before this pandemic, there was like this argument a few months before that Trump said that it wasn't global warming. Global warming didn't exist. That we weren't killing the planet. That it was some phase and stuff like that. And it's hilarious how COVID was all like, "Hold my beer. I'm about to show you that it's true." No, there's <laughs> been a lot of things like. Uh, anti-vaxxers too how many people were like anti-vaxxers that now are getting a little bit more educated about how vaccines actually work and save lives because a lot of the things that vaccines save us from are illnesses that a hundred years ago used to kill millions of people and like there's so many positive things that are coming out of this there's so many creative solutions there's so much innovation there's so many things where people are getting educated and exploring new things and Yes, in the process, there's a lot of conflict and drama and conspiracies and finger pointing and politics in the U.S. Sadly, all of this situation has gotten way too politicized because 
unfortunately, is an election year. So yeah, so not just COVID, politics. but an election. I, I definitely think they should have postponed the election. No, year. I mean, people are already crazy. And then being with the pandemic, they're already crazy. No, don't postpone crazy. it because we want to get rid of Trump as fast as possible. Oh I'm super like, I've... I don't get into politics. I really don't. But I'm just at this point, I'm just like, why is there a president like that? What happened? Like, I thought that Mexico was bad with their presidents. And I thought that I was like, okay, well, my country isn't, you know, really stable. But then I look at America now and I'm just no. The, the video that uh, Fox, our, uh, a former Mexican president, posted yesterday or the day before yesterday about uh, uh, Trump is hilarious. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Where, where, where has the U.S. fallen now? No, and then it's it's sad with all this racist thing. It's just, I'm just like, people, are we, like, in the 80s or, like, early 90s? Like, why is there even racism now? Like, why do people even have to march? Like, why? Like, the things he says is just over the top. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think it, it, economy has been better a little bit in the U.S. since he came into. Actually, the, Obama came. I don't want to get into politics, but <laughs> yes, Obama did prepare a lot of economic principles that led to the longest economic growth in, in U.S. history or something like that. And it extended into Trump's era. And yes, Trump did some things that the economy before the pandemic actually was doing quite well. Uh, and that was one area, like human rights and, and caring about people and all that. That, no. no. But, but <laughs> yeah, the economy has been doing quite okay. The, the, there was a, a, a good period of growth that started with Obama, but did continue into uh, a Trump era. And yes, now with COVID, that is being affected and it's, it's messy. Yeah, but no. The, the problem is during these periods where now, unfortunately, the economy is getting hit. People's confidence is getting hit. People's morale is getting hit. And people are not seeing the opportunities. People are not exploring possibilities. And it's uh, it's sad because we get defeatist. And yeah. if we don't have a good uh, network, like a good support network, it's very easy to get left with our own negative thoughts and beat ourselves up. Like, we've all had to lift each other up in this apartment when we've had a low moment yeah and that's that's one thing that's very important we we have to lift ourselves up um during this time so yes that mean that requires you making peace with uh not all family members because there's some family members that don't deserve it but that requires really just thinking about yourself thinking about others and um well this is an example with with that lifting each other up um well yannick and i all the whole team we had uh we we were financially unstable, right? Um, but I remember that uh, even with the little money that I was left over uh, sometimes, I would buy things from small businesses. Not all the time because I do like going to the mall and stuff. But I would buy things uh, from people online that had a small business, yeah. like makeup. Uh, makeup was one of the big things. Um, instead of going to the stores here, instead of ordering online, because I knew that somehow this would help this person. Yeah. So also um, knowing, even if it's not like a lot, even not spending like, what, $50 or something, but just buying something that's, what, 
it five dollars, ten dollars, and even just that, that can amount. Be a meal on a family. Yeah, state. that can be a meal. So also, um, creating opportunities for yourself, but also for others. Um, helping those little th those little businesses. Like for example, I'm uh, I go I, I give classes to people that are from low resources, right? And um. Thankfully, the past two weeks, I've been able to to go back to them because obviously they don't have computers. They, they can't take classes online. So the moms reached out to me and they're like, hey, can you come? But they we have the cleaning mat on for our shoes. We have Lysol windows. Windows are open. Everybody's wearing their mask. We're keeping our safe distance. And obviously, these are kids from from very low income families. They don't have computers. There's no way that they can they can. Um, take classes so i was like okay as long as we're taking precautions everybody's wearing their mask safe distance windows open you know the air is moving we should be fine hand sanitizer kids are not allowed to share their material everybody has their own material um and what i do is i go there once a week and there's this one store where we buy candy and the, this type of candy we can buy it in the grocery store it's fine but I choose to buy it in this little place because I know that whatever I buy, $5 of candy, $10 of, can of, uh, of candy um, a week can really help this this place. And and, and I'm glad that this is like a, a topic about giving, a, 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 you know, taking opportunities, but also giving other opportunities to other people because those that maybe it's not a lot. But it could definitely help, and it adds no, up. It, it's important right now. If if you're in a position to give a little bit, and that's one of the things, and I, I like talking about this a lot. When you feel small and you feel weak, help someone that's even weaker. It will give you a confidence boost. Yeah. There are times where we are crushed. Right now, we're giving some a computer to some kids that can't afford it right now. I just spent all night building a computer for some kids so that they can take their classes. Like... Sometimes you feel like you don't have anything or you feel like you're strained, but there's something you can give. No. So I went around like there's the one you were using for your class before. We're like, OK, let's build it to give it. To yeah. And kid. I remember the few days before that uh, Yannick had or we, I were already wasn't using that computer um, because something on my computer. I have no idea what happened. I just know that I, I wasn't able to use it. And I was I was uh, Yannick had put two monitors on two screens on my computer and and I remember Yannick had to take away that computer because it was no longer useful, something like that. I don't she know. needed new software for her classes <laughs> to make her class more dynamic <laughs> and her new job, and it required a faster. And I computer. was complaining. I told him, I want that computer back. I need two monitors. Like, I can't no longer live with one. Like, you just gave me two, and then you took one away, and now I have to deal with one. And I was complaining about it. And as soon as Yannick told me, hey, is it okay? Because he had got that computer for me. He's like, is it okay if we give it to these people? You know, they need it. And... The, my first instinct was like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I wasn't like I stopped complaining about it. And almost I, I it brought me back down to earth like, hey, there you are people you, that can't afford a computer. That can't afford a computer. I already have two computers with that computer. It was three. Yeah. Um, and I was complaining about it. And and ever since I, Yannick told me that it brought me down to earth. And I was like, OK, there's people that can't even afford one computer and you have well i actually have three that was four because that one also kind of counts <laughs> um and and it really brought me down to earth and ever since yannick told me that i stopped complaining and it, you know i just told him you know what it's okay if i have one monitor it's fine i have two more on outside in the living room that's also mine um so it also brings you down to earth. And right now, that's what we need. Right now, uh, helping people that are not as 
as lucky as we are or that are doing much worse it really brings you down to earth and it helps Yannick and I a lot as soon as I got back to teaching these kids that are not able to afford computers and are not able to to um to take classes online with me uh I I feel much happier I'm walking more I'm uh I feel healthier I feel less depressed I've had less sense of purpose and value when you can help others yeah and 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 when you are feeling small and weak Honestly, try to give back to someone, try to invest in someone, try to help someone and realize you're not as, as hopeless as, as you think. Yeah, no, it's it's very magical helping others. Um, and I go to these pe- I go to their house and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, um, I look I think back on my apartment and I'm just like, I'm so lucky where I am. And it, br- it really brought me down to earth because I was ready to give up on all, all of this. And then I get this call from one day and they're like, hey, do you, do you want to come back? We'll, we'll make everything safe and stuff. And 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 then just being there again. And I'm just being like going back to my apartment, coming back. And I'm just like, I'm really, really lucky to have what I have. And it's really been helping my mental health. I don't know if you noticed ever since yeah, I went back, no, my mental health has been better. And the way yeah, I speak and, 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 and look at things. That's, that's the thing. Like right now we all feel a certain sense of despair or hopelessness or uncertainty or fear. And there's so many opportunities. Some are opportunities to make money. Some are opportunities to give back. Some are opportunities to learn new things. Some are opportunities to build new relationships. Some are opportunities to build better support networks. Some are opportunities to build a better lifestyle. Some are opportunities to build a better body. Some are, like There's so many different opportunities right now. And also, don't mistake opportunities as only things that generate money. Because sometimes you need to do things that give you a confidence boost, things that regenerate you, things that recharge help you, you mentally. things that inspire you, things that help your mental health, that help you then have the energy to tackle even bigger opportunities that yeah. maybe will help in more areas financially, physically, emotionally, socially, etc. Like, just understand that you can. you have to start somewhere and... Start doing things that give you more confidence or start doing things where you're facing a fear of rejection or a fear of failure or a fear of making a fool out of yourself in something that doesn't weigh so much on you to gain the confidence to then face the things that maybe will uh, weigh more on you. Because if you get rejected by someone you don't care about, it doesn't hurt as much as, as if a very important person in your, your life rejects you. If you fail in a project you don't care about, it's not going to hurt you as much as a project you really care about. So m- sometimes take those intermediate steps, make those plans to face those things that m- will give you that confidence. And they might seem like a distraction. They might still seem irresponsible or they might seem not so exciting, but they might be what gives you the confidence to do what's very exciting. And for example, for you, the video game streaming, it's something that you're doing partially to get the confidence to do more YouTube, to do more other things, to pay more attention to your digital store, to do more of the other things because you're distracted playing a game and the people that go into the stream aren't going to judge you the same way as maybe the ones going in on YouTube and, you know, micro, like just analyzing your makeup and your hair and your dress and stuff. On a stream, people don't care as much. Yeah, and uh, you have a very important point there. Don't do things just for money. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very much like that. If I'm, It's not generating money or followers or some sort of... So- Measurable, <laughs> tangible. Uh-huh thing. Uh, I get very, very, very impatient. But what I have realized is that my mental health is worth, worth more than 
any amount of money I'm getting paid for, any amount of followers or likes or, or, or views that I'm getting because my mental health is number one because I know that I have put myself to work 12 hours a day with two hours of sleep for a whole entire year. And what happened? I was, I literally ended up in a hospital and I couldn't walk for six months. And that, that has happened to me twice because I decided that money was way better, uh, was more important than my mental health. And it's crazy how some, some bosses, uh, think that, oh, you're able to take that amount of hours. You're able to do this. You're able to do that. Like you have to be tough and suck it up. No, it really, really, really fucks you up. Like it, it fucks you up incredibly. So one thing that thank I'm, uh, obviously I don't, I wish I would never have gone through those periods of being very ill, but I do look at it as a positive way because I've known my value, value. Like I've learned that I have a value and no amount of money can get me through that process. And, um, and, <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's easier for me that if I have a boss that tells me that doesn't value me, that gives me more hours, that pays me less and throws me into these long shifts, I'm out of there so quick. Like, I don't even think about it anymore. I no longer care if I need a, re if I need a recommendation letter, I no longer care. I'm just like, I will get a job anywhere because whoever knows my worth will, will value me. And I don't need this. So I'm no longer patient. Well, I am patient with some, I am of course patient, but I no longer tolerate people not seeing it's my value. Self-respect. And, yeah. and Manifi says, yeah, health always comes first. And a lot of people tend to forget that a lot. Yeah, and and the thing is, when we get afraid of things going downhill, we force things, we push through things that we push through without thinking of the consequences of how we are pushing it through. And sometimes we compromise our health, our relationships, our uh, other opportunities and we make our world smaller and our lives smaller, less ambitious, less nurturing, less healthy. And we have to catch ourselves and that requires having some level of self-respect yeah. and some level of self-love, enough self-love to be like, you know what? I need help. I need a break or I need a breather. Or right now, even though I'm going to have to take a financial risk, right now I need to take care of myself. And sometimes when you do that, it's scary. But every time you do that, things get better because every time you respect yourself more, you're going to produce more. Yeah. Because with self-respect comes the ability to fight negative voices in your head. And you're going to attract people that will respect you. If people see that you respect yourself, you're going to attract people that respect you and that value because for many years it well obviously i've been a teacher for three years so obviously the first year was like oh i'm getting paid whatever it's nice uh but then after a while i realized who were the directors that valued me who directors took me seriously and not regardless of the age and the experience that i had they they respected me and they believed in me and um and that's very important right now But creating new opportunities also requires quitting your job if they don't value you quitting your job and going out there and really putting yourself out there I, I, i'm not don't do that i don't want that to be a bad, a bad i don't want to be a bad influence but always put your mental health first there's no amount of money that can save you if you're in a hospital and i've learned that the tough way my parents had to pay like thousands and thousands of dollars at this point not even pesos dollars at this point because 
I put myself through hell and I, I chose that money was more important than anything else. Um, and, and sometimes you lose more than what you're making. I mean, I lost my savings like this when I got sick. I lost it in therapists and psychology, sci, uh, psych- uh, psychologists psychiatrists psychiatrists doctors. doctors um all of that I, I i spent that money like super fast it didn't even last a month um and all because i decided that oh i need to keep this job so i have to take up and suck it up and and be an adult but honestly then i was like wait who's giving me this type of advice who's telling me to stay here and i looked at them and i was just like mm, yeah and the one person that told me leave Go to Mexico City, create your own life, leave. Was one of the most successful people uh, that I know. He even has his own school now, and 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 it's pretty awesome because I was that's and I've also learned it from Yannick. And Yannick has always told me, do not listen to people you don't want their. If you don't want their life, don't listen to them. Um, yeah, it's we have an episode uh, uh, about creating a mental spam filter, and where we explore there are some people. You're always getting so many much information. You're getting news from different sources. You're getting comments from different people. You're getting judgments from different people, advice from different people. And if you listen to all the advice, all the news, you're going to get saturated. You're going to get lost. You're going to lose yourself, and you're going to forget about who you are. And sometimes some of the people that speak the loudest are some of the people that have the worst lives and that are giving you advice based on their context, their goals, uh, their lifestyle, and it doesn't apply to you. So make sure that it applies to you and that you want to learn from them. Because you can learn from anyone, yes, but sometimes there's some people that what you learn from them is what not to do. Yeah. And sometimes what you learn from them is what to do. Yeah. And open yourself to learn from anyone, but yes, understand that there's some people that are going to give you advice that sounds good, but that can destroy your opportunities. And people, like this comes back to what I said, people are always going to have something to say when you're opening up an opportunity for yourself. Like I can already hear people from my past say, oh, why are you trying this? Why are you trying that? You've been trying YouTube. You've been trying uh, being a gamer. You've been trying this and that. Like I, I can already hear people's comments, but I'm just like, if I sat around and listened to everything they had to say, would I would my life be so much better? No, I'd probably still be living with my parents and in my old house. And most of these people are still living with their parents back in my hometown and graduated from a university that they're not even they're not even working in that. Most field. people want to stay in their comfort zone. Yeah. I want people to stay in their comfort zone. So a lot of people will judge you. And try to keep you in their comfort zone. Yeah. So they, you don't grow. It, and like when you started creating your own life, people told you things like, who do you think you are? You've forgotten about us. Oh my gosh. You're going to fail. Of hate you're that I get. <laughs> they told you that it's not going to last. It's not going to be sustainable. Or even comments like, Yannick is the reason why you're like this. Yannick is, if you lose Yannick, you lose everything and you're going to come back to be the, the you know, the person that yeah. you were. And and I, I get, and I still get hate. I get hate on a daily basis. I get rude comments of people telling me, you're not pretty. You're, you're too confident. Stop feeling pretty. You're not pretty at all. I get comments from people like, I never want to meet you and blah, blah. And I'm just like, like my little sister, she's always like, she's I don't, actually in here right now. I think. She's in? Mare? Oh, I think so. It says she joined. But Mare always calls me and she's like, I don't even know why these people take the time to like dedicate you time 
to hate on you. Like my 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 little sister has been um she testigo. I forgot the name. Uh, has been witness. She's been a witness of all the hate I've got. Like ever since I was a preteen, that amount of hate that I get for she, being confident. Being, Hello. being confident. Hey, Mayor. Um, But literally, I've had people want to fight me. People I don't even know about. <laughs> um, and and Mayor is like, Mayor is like, she calls me sometimes. She's like, I don't understand why people hate you so much. Why do they give you so so much uh, energy? And and it, it's crazy. But that's the thing. When you open up to new opportunities, you're gonna get hate. You're gonna get love. But there is one thing that Gary B said, and it says, don't listen to hate and don't listen to good, don't listen to bad things and don't listen to good things. Something like that. I can't figure out what he said exactly, but he's, he said something. I don't know if it was him. Yeah, it was him because I listened to him. Generally speaking, what Gary B, his philosophy is, is have sympathy for the uh, haters because many times they hate because they feel bad about themselves. They feel bad about their lives. They have something bad going on. So have enough sympathy to like, see them in a human way and send them love instead of hate yeah. but don't get lost because of them uh, and uh, he does talk a little bit about the balance of you know listen to good and bad feedback but to see what really applies to you but yeah. like he, he one of the things, I love Gary Vee, but one of the things that happens sometimes with his videos is they're very short and catchy. So sometimes they don't have the full context. So in one video, he might give one part of the context and another a different part of the context. So I don't know what <laughs> specifically you're referring to. And anyway, Mayor sends us love. We send love back. Thank you very much. And um, talking about support network, she's been a very big part of our support network yeah. for our mental health during this pandemic because... I mean, we've had a lot of insecurities. We've had financial challenges. We've had uncertainty. We've faced a lot of changes during the pandemic. And she's been one of those people that's been kind of very regenerative and supportive. Yeah, Mary and my, and my mother have yeah. been very supportive um, throughout this whole thing. They they watch the podcast and they comment. And Mary has also been very supportive when it comes to my YouTube videos and and game in my game stream, game, game playing game, whatever streams. And, and basically, Mary has been giving me a lots lots of love um oh, and, so. and uh, th that's the thing like during this time heal those relationships with those people around you connect with those people around you express yourself vulnerably let people in because for example i know des uh has lived through a lot of rough things that made it very hard for her to let people in again that let it made it very hard for her to trust again and made her feel like a burden to everyone and that, that process of expressing herself with family, with, uh, with me, with the team, was a process of allowing herself to be vulnerable again and realizing she's not a burden, even though there are times where she needs help. And, and that, that, that was a big uh, challenge, but a worthwhile challenge that now that you've opened yourself with how many people... You have a much better support now. The whole internet. <laughs> the whole internet. <laughs> the internet. But uh, yeah, it pretty much. Um... Uh, and uh, Mary says, we do. He, 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 we are chismosas. Chismosas. Uh, um, Means like people that like to gossip. Yeah, yeah. We like to gossip and we like to be in the loop and we like to kind of uh, be on top of things. Uh, and Mary says, critics are the steps we have to climb that's their job, and they do it gladly. I know 
what you guys are talking about. The better on any field you are, the more they will hate you. Yes. Uh, the more you grow, the more hate you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you're going to get hate from loved ones because you make them uncomfortable. Because you step out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And, for example, Des, when she moved cities, when she created a new relationship, uh, when she got new jobs, when she left certain studies and made any change in life, every time there have been family members that have been, like, worried about her, like, you're crazy, what are you doing, what are you thinking, like, how are you doing that? You're wasting time, you're wasting, you're wasting money. You're wasting money, what are you doing? And people worry. And sometimes they worry with love, but it comes across as judgment as you can't do it. And many times it's just managing expectation and trying to put a pillow. So like, if you fall, at least know that we kind of expected you to fall. So it won't hurt as much. So here's like a pillow for you to land on. And the problem is many times those things, we turn into full-blown rejections where we're like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. No one believes in me. I'm alone, this and that. And that can get a little bit ugly. Yeah. Like when we literally get uh, so afraid and feel so insignificant. Uh, but just know that a lot of the feedback we do get sometimes is with love. Yeah, sometimes it's with love, but you need to be able to to know what you want. If you want to do this, do it. Yeah. Um, I had a friend tell me once that um, it's scary. It's scary to to face the fear. I can't remember exactly what he told me, but this this always stuck to my mind. It's scary to face a fear, and 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 it's terrifying. Um, but it's more scary if you don't face it and all the opportunities you lose yeah. for not facing those things. So I, 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 I was afraid of elevators for 10 years. I didn't go on one. Um, but now that I faced my fear, I live on the 13th floor, 14th floor and, and, and every day. single day. Um, and I have an amazing like stunning view from our from our bedroom that is uh, it's beautiful yeah. and it's worth uh going up the elevator every single day but it was a phobia at 10 years no way i wouldn't even get in hospital like i always told the doctor the only way you're gonna get me on that elevator is if i'm not um conscious, conscious. so i'm going up the stairs and i remember going to the emergency room going up five stairs because i was conscious and i told them there's no way you can take me into that elevator um and now one day I was like, you know what? I need to get over this. And I cried. I cried like a baby. <laughs> I cried like a baby and it was super scary. And and I thought I was going to die and it, I was going to was going to get stuck. For the first month or two after you facing your fear. It was still uncomfortable. Every time. It was, and when you moved here, the many first times, it was uncomfortable. You would yeah. get tense. You would get panic attacks. But you would do it. And I just had a recent panic attack like two weeks ago, a week yeah. ago. I was in the elevator and I don't know what happened in my mind, but something, it was like I was the person that I was before my elevator fear was faced and it was like that person took over and i was like oh my gosh i'm in an elevator and i got so red and i just told yannick i'm like i'm on i'm on an elevator and it's something i do i go on the elevator like three four times a day um and i go up and down and i don't know what happened that time but this is exactly what i'm talking about it's gonna get easier but there's gonna be days there are gonna be days that it's gonna feel like you're back on, on um what did you square one <laughs> and uh and that's the point of growing you it's not gonna be easy all the time there's gonna be bad days and just like the elevator thing happened with me i i don't know what happened to me but i was about to cry and i was just like it's really hot in here it's very like it's 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 small and and I've been going up and down an elevator more than a year now. No, and there, in any path you take, there are going to be roadblocks. There are going to be judgments. There are going to be rejections. There are going to be failures. There's going to be panic. There's going to be concern. There's going to be meltdowns. There's going to be conflicts. Anything, any path you choose, there's going to be some friction along the way. 
Yes, the more you can reduce the friction, the better. The more prepared you can get, the better. But how do you reduce friction? Well, by learning new things, by building new skills, by facing more fears, and literally taking control. And it's so powerful when you face those fears. It's so powerful, and you feel so strong when you face something that makes you feel like... Anything that brings out your insecurities, when you face it, you feel powerful. And that's something that the more you challenge yourself to, I'm going to face this fear, I'm going to take one more step, I'm going to lift myself up, I'm going to listen to the feedback, but I'm not going to let it destroy me. Things just unlock in that moment. And when it comes to creating new opportunities, I swear, the moment you take control of your mind, and it sounds cheesy, but it's true suddenly you're going to have opportunities right in front of you. You already have, like you're already only utilizing 5% of what your phone is capable of doing. You're only utilizing 5% of what your computer is capable of doing. You're only utilizing 5% of what your network, what your support network is willing to kind of support you in. You're only taking advantage of about 5% of really all the opportunities that are present right now without spending a penny. You're only taking, you're taking probably 0% opportunity of your trash because we have built lights from the trash. We've gone down to the trash room, grabbed cardboard boxes, put some tinfoil on and some old bed sheets and turn it into some professional lighting. Like there are so many things that you are not utilizing right now. Your closet, your storage room and your garage has things right now you're not utilizing that if you were to learn to utilize or creatively reinvent a purpose for it, suddenly you can give something new life. The amount of computers we have given new life during this pandemic, the amount of lights we've given new life during this pandemic, the amount of cameras we've given new life during this pandemic, the amount of creative ways we've gotten through this pandemic is incredible. Like, without spending a penny, we went and traded some computers for some other computers that were could uh, export a video instead of in 45 minutes, in five minutes, because we traded a Mac for a gaming PC that was cheaper, but actually better performance and blah, blah, blah. So sometimes with the things you already have, you can just repurpose, reallocate, do trades, do exchanges, learn new things. Des is learning now a bunch of new things with computers and cell phones that now she's creating new opportunities. I myself too, when we started this pandemic, we started taking digital courses to learn new things. We started to learn how to create digital courses. We started to learn how to do streaming. We started to learn how to do uh, more podcasting things and get it onto more platforms. And like, we started studying and learning, but without spending much. So there are opportunities all around you right now. Learn to take advantage of them or learn to create them. If you know how to sew, create face masks and sell them. One of the people that has been in and out of the podcast uh, today, Ruth, she she sells these beautiful face masks that she makes, and and it it's working great for her. So take advantage of the fact that with any adversity, with any challenge, there are opportunities as well. Right now, you have more time than ever. Use the time to learn things. Use the time to practice new things. Use this time to take risks. Things are already falling apart, so take risks right now. <laughs> yes, like it's already falling apart like, anyway. Everybody's lost. No one knows what they're doing. It's except the Amazon guy. The Amazon yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, he's making bank. He's making bank. I was like, why didn't I come up with Amazon? Um, but most of us 
every we're having we're going through bad situations if it's meant well i'm saying this amazon guy is doing fine right but we don't know honestly how his mental health is doing how well, he's he been through a lot of rough stuff he went through a divorce and stuff yeah There's i mean bad, but yes uh not n- money no is one not in everything yeah. no and one thing let's be honest when it comes to happiness, the number one factor that leads to happiness is healthy relationships. Number two is the feeling of advancing and growing. And then only later, much lower in the list, are things like money and uh, career and things like that. Unless you're fiery. Because even then, <laughs> if you're fiery and you don't have healthy relationships, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. You're not going to feel supported. And fiery people need to feel supported. They need to feel admired. I think that's when relationship was like perfect. It, it, it happened in a in a moment where we were both going through a rough yeah. Time. We supported each other through a lot of our worst uh, stuff, and that's the thing. Fiery people need to feel supported. So yes, they are very career driven, but they will not enjoy their career if they don't have someone to share that success with. If they don't have someone to support them in their path, if they feel alone. It's not, they're not going to enjoy it. But there was a 75-year study about happiness at Harvard University, the longest study on uh, happiness, and it was very clear that healthy relationships are the number one leading factor in happiness, and number two was basically the feeling of growth. And you can have all the money in the world, but if you're not growing, if you're not evolving, if you're not taking more steps, you're going to be sad. Yeah. A poor person that feels like they're growing and evolving is going to be way happier than a rich person that feels stuck. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you are. All that matters is that you build healthy relationships and that you challenge yourself to grow and evolve and take more steps and never stop taking steps. No matter how much you fall, how much of a fool you make out of yourself, how much judgment and hate you get from family, from friends, from loved ones, because those are the ones that are going to hate you the most. And it's not necessarily hate. Sometimes it's love disguised as hate. Sometimes it's hate. Sometimes it's jealousy. Sometimes it's afraid, fear of you outgrowing them. Sometimes it's fear of you falling. There are many different reasons. But your loved ones know your buttons. They know exactly where to press. They know exactly what to say. And it hurts a lot. But if wink, you, wink, mayor. <laughs> if you don't build healthy relationships and if you don't evolve and keep growing, you're going to be very sad. And yeah, and also don't expect people to come and apologize to you. You need to, if you want to build a better future, if you want to build better, uh, a better circle, uh, healthy friends, don't expect people to apologize. If people don't apologize, you know what? Move on. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, but, for example, I'm not going to lie. Mary and I, we, 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 as growing up, we had often, um, on, often on. There were years in our lives that we were, that we were good friends. We got along. Then there were other years in our lives where we hated each other and we would fight and we didn't even want to see each other and and we would argue. I, I um, we've even gotten into fist fights <laughs> as sisters. We have pulled each other's hair like we. It's 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 we've had really bad moments and Mary's not going to let me lie here. Um, but one thing that helped Marin and Marin's eye is a good an example because um. It's the way I spoke to Mir. When I met Yannick, he he explained to me the, the elements and how they work. And as soon as uh, he explained that to Mir and Mir found her elements, um, it was easier for me to communicate with Mir. It was easy for me to be like, okay, how, how can I talk to Mir in a way that she will understand? And maybe in a way I wanted to do that, but I just didn't know how to until I met Yannick and I met the, the, the tools um. from Develop Your Element because... Um, 
if not it would have been really hard and now i know how mare thinks mare knows how i think no, she knows there are my a lot elements of the things about your fiery side with your ambition and sometimes your little bit of arrogance or conceitedness that you know when you're drained when you're insecure it comes across as distasteful yeah but when you're more confident when you're inspired it's inspiring and like yeah, I, I'm sure both Mare and I have gotten inspired by you when you've been in your better version of yourself. So when you know how to regenerate too, there is so much you direct your personality better. And I know your fiery side, when you're drained, it's more like, let's fight. But when you're regenerated, it's more like, there's so many possibilities and I'm going to be rich and successful and we can do this and we can do that and yeah. we're going to do this. And I love doing this. And oh my goodness, this is so amazing. And this is... But when you're more drained, it's more like, oh, my goodness, everything is terrible and I'm going to fight against everyone. And like, and that's the thing. The moment you also know how to manage your personality and direct it in a more positive way, you can build healthier relationships. So, yes, one thing is generating empathy with your loved ones and understanding, oh, right now my loved one is being too electric or too fiery or too earthy or too this Yeah, but too don't, don't create excuses for that. It's not about creating excuses. It's just about creating empathy because yeah. also if their personality is going in a not so positive way. It's because they're drained. It's because they're insecure and they need help. And pointing fingers and saying, you know, uh, mean things doesn't help. It just yeah. drains them more and it creates a, a bigger conflict. Yeah. But when you understand, you know what? This person is going through a tough time. I'm not going to take it personally what they're saying. I'm going to help them regenerate. I'm going to regenerate myself so I have more defenses, you know, so I don't get so offended and so hurt by every comment. And we're going to regenerate each other. And then we're going to find solutions that work for all of us. And like I always say, every single time we talk about this, the other person has to be willing to change yeah. with you and to grow with you. Because if the other person just wants you to be nice and take advantage of your niceness and how they're growing and just hold you back, it's going to be difficult. But if you see that the other person also wants to grow, also wants to change, go with it. But if not... It's okay to leave them behind, even if it's difficult. And that's one thing that Mare and I, um, Mare was willing to learn. Mare was was willing to listen to Yannick and, and get to know Develop Your Element and get to know me and the way my brain functions. And and my mom um, and my Mare have, have been open to knowing more we possibilities. We have to be open to learn, to get to know our loved ones for the first time again. Yeah. And Mary says, yeah, the way we talk now is so much healthier than it was a year ago. Yes, positive death is amazing, heart. Yes, we have to learn, we have to understand that many times we project our insecurities in others and we want others to be like us or be exactly like what we need in that moment. And that's not realistic. So as much as people want to change this, want to change me or want to change one of you, you're not going to change your essence. You can change the direction you you direct your essence. You can change your ambition, your positivity. You, you can build healthy relationships. You can direct things in a more positive way. But your essence is the same. Like, let's be honest. You're wired a certain way and you have certain basic needs and you have basic desires and you have basic instincts that are part of who you are. And the more people try to change that in you, the more tense you're going to get, the more you try to suppress your basic needs, your heart is going to beat faster, you're going to sweat more, you're going to get more stress, you're going to get more anxiety, you're going to get more depression, you're going to get more conflicts in your life, you're going to basically get more drained. And the moment you have the curiosity of who is my sister really? Who is my mother really? Who is my father really? Who is my son really? 
Not who, who do I want them to be exactly or who have I tried to shape them into being. Who are they? And how can I get find a way to kind of nurture that in them so that they direct it in a positive way and so that I value them more? Yeah. With my sister, I had to relearn who my sister was as an adult. I had to realize that the way I tried to help her didn't help her. It just made her more anxious and more depressed because I judged her for not being more extroverted. I judged her for being more introverted. I, and it wasn't me. I didn't even realize. I just thought it was insecurities. I thought it was problems. And while she had insecurities and problems, she also had some basic needs that I wasn't respecting. And that led to a lot of problems. And for many years, my sister and I didn't even talk. She lived in Japan. I was living in Vancouver and in Mexico and different parts. And we were living in opposite sides of the world. And we just, we didn't even say hi to each other. And our, maybe on our birthdays and Christmas, we maybe send a message of happy birthday or Merry Christmas. But that was it. And it wasn't because we didn't love each other. We just didn't understand each other. But the moment we learn about this and each, uh, like, what are your basic needs? What are your basic instincts? What things fill you with energy and peace? What stress you out? What processes do you need? What are your goals? And we start really opening up to what the other person was. We stopped judging each other. We stopped taking personally when the other person didn't understand us. We stopped taking it personally when they chose a different path. And we started really just supporting each other and using the differences to complement each other. And right now, in terms of creating opportunities, your human capital is one of your biggest resources, even if you're not an entrepreneur. Your family, your loved ones. If you learn to heal relationships with them, if you learn to let them in, if you learn to educate them on who you are and which direction you have in a way that they can understand, and if you are willing to be vulnerable enough to express your fears and your insecurities, but express it in a way that they can understand, and not everyone is going to understand and don't waste time trying to convince people that won't, but there are people right now that want to help you that just don't know how. Yeah. And giving I, them these tools. Giving them tools to help you will make them feel less helpless. I, I imagine, I imagine, I'm just speaking out of imagination, for example, Mara, that you're listening. I'm imagining there have been many times that you wanted to help Des with her anxiety, help Des with her depression, but had no idea where to even start, right? And then that creates separation and creates frustration and creates friction. I say I imagine because my sister has gone through a lot of anxiety and panic attacks and depression and things, and I wanted to help her, I just didn't know how. And the way I tried to help her sometimes created the opposite of what I wanted to do. And then the moment I actually took the time to get to know her and get instructions and clarity, it was so much easier. And, and Mary says, true. There are so many times that we want to help someone, but we don't know how. And then conflicts arise and drama arises and we try to help them and they don't receive it. And then we feel like they're ungrateful because they're not receiving it the way that... And it's... It's because we don't take the time to be curious about how they, what help they actually need. And right now, build a support network. Build a support network because we all need support networks right now. Because with a good support network, when you feel down, when you feel upset, when you feel stressed, when something isn't working, when you're having a problem, there are more heads that can come together to find a solution. There are more resources because you're pooling your resources with others. It's one of the best investments you can make is build a support network. Yes, you've got to work on your own mental health, but you don't need to do it alone. There are people out there ready to help. Yep. And don't convince yourself that people are only going to help you if they want something in exchange. There's something scientific called the Benjamin Franklin effect. Look it up. 
It says people that owe you a favor are not very likely to help you, but people that have helped you in the past will very likely help you again because every time you help someone, you help them because you feel valued, because you help them because you love them, you care about them. And every time you help them, you reinforce why you are helping them. And one of the best ways to build a relationship is by helping someone or by asking for help, right? But it's not about exchanges of favors. So if I do this for you and you do this for me, that doesn't work. That just generates debt. It generates resentment. And yes, people are not likely to repay a favor. If someone feels that, it doesn't help. And, and Mary says, exactly. Calling Des ungrateful is a mistake I made. Yeah. I can't read because I don't have my glasses. Yeah, it says, exactly. Calling Des ungrateful is a mistake I made. Mare, in some moments, tried to help Des in a way that wasn't what Des needed. And Des couldn't receive it. And therefore, Mare would be like, she's ungrateful. She's not receiving this. She's not seeing all the positives. She's not. And yes, sometimes when we're going through adversity, frustration hits and we feel like people are ungrateful and many times they're super grateful but it's just not working <laughs> yeah like one of the things i told des when i met her is she's one of the most grateful people i know because she forgives people she shouldn't forgive <laughs> she speaks positively about people she should not speak positively yeah about. i don't think there's a single person i can talk bad about like i i say something she'll say something bad uh, but she'll be like, like but i understand yeah, them but, <laughs> but in this case and they did it because of it she's very empathetic right yeah. and like i don't wish bad upon anyone and there are people that have done some really bad shit to her and she still finds positive stuff to <laughs> say about that them. they should be locked up in stuff jail that i'm like they should be in jail for that and it's like but it's like and that's the thing <laughs> There are people in your lives that are grateful for you, that love you, but right now can't receive from you. And maybe you yourself aren't knowing how to express how you value people. And building those connections is one of the most important things uh, for really creating new opportunities. And uh, Mary says, yeah, she genuinely spreads too much love. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there are people that I'm just like, why are you justifying what they said? Why are you justifying what they did? I mean, I, I, I understand they've done good stuff too, but like you can separate the good from the bad <laughs> and like you don't need to justify that. Like uh, so there are some things that she's lived through where I just go like, how how did that even happen? Like, I, I, I just don't get it. Uh, and I'm super empathetic and patient and understanding and stuff. And she sometimes takes it even further than me. And that, that's impressive. And, and And that's the thing right now, Look at all the opportunities you have with your family, with your friends, with the resources you already have. Look at how you can maximize resources. Look at how you can ask for help if resources aren't enough. Don't be too proud to ask for help. This pandemic hit us hard because we literally had to cancel all our live events. We had to cancel all our travels. We had to cancel all the things that were generating our primary source of money. And we had to come together as a team and get creative and learn new things and build new things. and cut expenses and renegotiate rents and just get creative and like we had to really go through a struggle during this period but we've done it with so much more ease because we've done it as a team yeah and it, this time is very important during this pandemic it's very important to see to really pick your friends pick your circle pick um i'm not saying um all your family members you need to you know make amends or try no. to no 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 because don't waste time. uh 
they can be your family members, but I have plenty of family members I do not consider family. And um, just because they're family doesn't mean that they they deserve for you to, you know, um, make amends. No. Um, but I'm I'm what I'm referring is to really choose those family members that are willing to change and grow with you. Choose those friends that are really change are are willing to grow and change with you. Like this is a good moment to see, you know what, who's taking life seriously. What kind of energy do I need in my life when things are bad? Who is with me? Who's checking up on me? Who am I checking up on? Who do I care about? Um, and this is a good moment to really just to really just um, get to know people that 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 you didn't know um, were there. And it's really a good moment to really create a better environment for you. I mean, for my family this pandemic has really helped all of us not only like my close family um like my sisters and my, my my parents but also my cousins like we we hadn't talked in years and thanks to this pandemic we were able to facetime each other we're in different parts of the you're world playing, you're playing video games we're playing video games with my with my brother and with my cousins and we were we were having a bunch of fun and and it's crazy how we're in different parts of the world but we were able to after 10 years of not not really being in the same room or the same place or together in some sort um after 10 years this pandemic was like hey let's facetime and it was all nine of us in a facetime uh meeting thing and it, and it was it was quite awesome and we learned things about about each other and um and like i said forgiveness is key and a lot of people um i know that go through mental illness and have family members that don't understand they can sit there and be like it's because you never understood me there's nothing you can do to change it back and stuff but the one of the main reasons why I I understood why my family, you know, couldn't understand what was going on. I didn't even know what was going on, honestly. Um, but I'm happy that they're able to understand it now. It's it's better that they understand it like now than never. Yeah, yeah. Um and late than never. and all yeah, better late than never. And also we do have a family member that she's also going through her teen years and she's also developing very similar symptoms as me and yes she also her childhood was was very similar to mine in many aspects and uh similar traumas and um and the same person and and what we're doing now with my sister and with and with my mom is you know what we're 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 gonna help her through this i already went through it and yes it was a little bit tough for me because not everybody understood it but now i'm thankful that my family um is able to understand it a little bit more and thankfully i i i was like the little rat in in the in the lab in the lab lab. (laughs) and um and now this this family member you know she's growing up and now it's she knows that hey i went through it and and i told her i went through it and if you ever need someone, you have me. And now we have family members that are able to understand this better. And for her, it's going to be easier. And I'm thankful that I was the person that had it, you know, a little yeah. bit more difficult. And it's her now that it's going to be difficult, uh, easier. And our family understands a little bit more. And we, we see her and we're like, oh, okay. For a bit of context. She has a relative, uh, a family member who's going through similar mental health issues, a similar eating disorder and things like that. And Des made a video that was very hard for Des to make on uh, on YouTube where she talked about her eating disorder. And this had been taboo in her family. No one wanted it to come out and blah, blah, blah. And, and she did it. And this, this uh, relative of hers ha- told her, I watched that every night for two months and that got me through a rough patch. And I just put it on every night. 
And sometimes you're going to go through something terrible. But if you live through it and you find practical solutions to endure that adversity, you can then uplift and inspire people. And Des, she didn't think anyone would watch that video. But when that young relative told her, listen, I'm going through this same thing. And I watch your video every night for two months straight. Des, I don't know if she started crying, but she pretty much did. <laughs> I, I think I, I cried. Uh, <laughs> Not in front of her, but I did but, cry. But it, was, it was like, wow. You know, it was so hard for me to make that video, but it made a difference in someone's life. And and especially someone so close to me that I had no idea this was going on up until I made that video. Yeah. And like I said, thankfully, my family has learned from me and learned, you know, what to say, what not to say, how to deal with this whole situation. And now we're all ready to help. She has a whole army behind her and we're ready to help. If she needs someone to talk, we got her. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to, you know, uh, she's... um. I'm able to understand her in a way that not not everybody can understand her, and and it's 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 amazing and it's beautiful how, yeah. When I went through it, it was tough for me, and I it was really hard for my family to understand. But now it's her turn, and this time we're all with her. We we all understand her. We're 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 here for her, and 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 you know, and uh, it would save a a lot. Of, I'm, I'm about to cry. Yeah. Her <laughs> says even I felt something when I heard that. Des is inspiring. And she goes, she does. Girl power, heart, heart. Uh, one thing that this this story, it's, it's a little bit of a tangent, but it, it, it goes very much in line with what we were talking about. When we create new opportunities, sometimes an adver adversity is an opportunity. A lot of what has led her to be self-destructive, leading her to go to hospital, leading her to be suicidal, leading her to destroy herself, destroy relationships, destroy opportunities, really what was a rough patch in her life where she really was lost in a way. And now she's using it, she's on the podcast here. She's using it creating YouTube videos. She's using it helping other people. And that period was rough, absolutely rough. I don't even want to imagine how rough it was. I've been through these sort of things with several people. I got some of the tail end of of what she was going through and she's i mean we still have challenges with your mental health and yeah but it's not near but uh, the, the, the the truth is when you look at these things that are terrible and you say what good can i do with this what life can i change with this what value does this have that i'm not seeing right now and what can i do to become a better person and an inspiration for others and sometimes I will give you fuel to go through more adversity. And this does not mean you should create problems to fix them to feel better. <laughs> A lot of us have done that in moments. <laughs> don't go there at all. Um, yeah. Uh, don't go there. I've done it. Embrace, embrace but your peace if you have. Yeah, yeah. If you have peace, embrace it. You know, you don't need problems for things Trust to be valuable. Me, you don't need them. There, there are <laughs> like, unfortunately, we get convinced that every things have to be hard to be valuable. Nope. Screw that. That's not true. Things can be easy. <laughs> things can be easy. Uh, but there are times where things are really terrible. But that might be what gives you the strength, the knowledge, the power for the next chapter, and you're just not seeing it in the moment. When she was going through all those challenges, I'm sure she didn't think that will give me power later. Like I, 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 there were some points in my, in my life that I did. I was like, I, you know, someday I'm going to use this as inspiration, but it was just like once out of those three years that it was just, it 
yeah it's not a recurring thought yeah it's not it's not Uh, but when you start to get better and you start to see oh my goodness i'm saving lives um even if it's just one one life just the fact that i helped this one family member i was just like oh my goodness this i what i went through is not a waste of time and i stopped seeing it as a waste of time and i was just like i really just saved uh someone from from getting from it getting even worse and and yeah and and that happened to me. I, I had a lot of imposter syndrome when I started this. You know, I started this project as an internal project. One, because I started how to improve my relationship with my sister. And two, because I wanted to create more harmony in the team in my previous business where we all had different personalities and we had too many conflicts for stupid reasons. But I didn't build this with an idea of building a business. So when I started, I went to Japan, gave my first class. It was great. Then I went to Brazil. It was great. But I still felt this kind of guilt. I was like, Am I an imposter? Who's going to take me seriously? I'm not a psychologist, blah, blah, blah. And it was until I, I was uh, traveling through South America and there was a kid that was suicidal. He didn't want to live anymore. He already had told his mother goodbye. I'm, I'm going, you have two other children and they're going to be there with you, but I don't see purpose for living anymore. And when he t- told me that for the first time he felt a place in the world, he understood his personality. He understood his value. He understood that all of the things he, he had been judged about, all the things that made him feel like a burden, didn't make him a burden. It was just he was different than his family. And his family didn't understand and didn't, didn't respect it. And it was beautiful because we had the whole family present. We had all the siblings, the parents, and everyone got to know each other. And the, the parents apologized to the son for invading his privacy, for not being so considerate, for trying to make him something he wasn't. And uh, for the first time, he wanted to live. And I was like, we just saved this kid's life. Now, it doesn't matter how many insecurities I have. It doesn't matter how much hate I'm going to get. It doesn't matter how many comments I'm going to get about whether my psychology or not, or who do I think I am. doesn't matter. I'm going to keep going because if I just save one more life, if I just change one more life, it's worth it. And it's not about anything else anymore. It's my problems don't matter anymore. My insecurities don't matter anymore. Now it's a responsibility. This project is bigger than me. And I remember that moment. That was a defining moment for development where I was like, now I know I'm never going to give up on this project because it saves lives. So I'll take all the hate I need to take on my path. I'll take all the failure and all the rejections and all the mistakes in my path, but now there's a greater purpose. And that goes back to when your goals are more important than your fears, you create opportunities out of nothing. When your goals and your projects have a greater purpose and you put passion behind it and you put purpose behind it, it's just, it's going to work. Nothing is going to stop you. So with that in mind, I'm going to, talking about relationships and building support networks and building opportunities one of the biggest challenges with all of this is that we need to know how to pick our fights (laughs) we need to know how to pick our fights because if we don't know how to pick our fights what happens you get them you get uh you give energy and you dedicate energy to people that don't matter and it won't matter <laughs> now i'm an expert on this topic because oh my goodness <laughs> the thing that i've gotten into not to mention that recently i never pay attention to hate comments i get hate comments every single day i get hate every single day like i always say i have no idea why since i was a teen but there has been 
plenty of times that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, they catch me in a moment where I'm drained. And as a fiery person, when I'm drained and someone comes and tells me something, you know, it's, it's bad. And recently I got into this argument on the internet uh, because some people were, were, we made this comment about me thinking I'm like, superior right and they're like you're probably living in a small village somewhere you're barely getting any wi-fi you're you're uh there were racist comments and they were telling me oh you're um there's this very racist comment that people use here where they call you um indigenous like indigenous face indigenous face and that's very common here in mexico uh sadly they it's been it's been progressing it's been better but um sadly there's still a lot of racism towards those type of people and my family from my dad's side are like that so for me they they called me that and i remember like i i i was like usually i just ignore it and i'm like whatever but that day i was drained it was the week that i i quit my job and i was like you know what I live an awesome life and this and this and that. And I basically proved them wrong in every single point. And, you know, obviously I felt like, huh, whatever. But they came back. Uh, the problem with people that give you hate, they will find a way to give you more hate. So when I when it turned out that I had a better life and I was exactly what I was, you know, the person that I'm that I am, I wasn't faking being someone else. When they realized that all of that, everything I was saying was true, and I turned out to be exactly the opposite that they thought. Oh my goodness, I was called. Um, I was told that um, uh, I was miserable. That money doesn't make you happy. And I was told, what else was I told? Um, that I was a show off and whatnot. And I was just like, wait, 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 wait. So I'm the bad guy because I literally proved you wrong. But yet you guys are, are being racist towards me. Um, basically calling me a maid and whatnot and indigenous and all of these things. And I'm just like, but I'm the bad guy because I just prove all of you guys wrong. And because saying that I'm not, I'm exactly the opposite. And It was just intense. So, yeah, <laughs> you got to know how to pick your bottles because that's something that I need to work on and I need to, you know. Yeah, this is going to be a very good episode next next week to work with with that. Actually, she's quite good. I, I, I'll be very honest with you. Sometimes she likes... Uh, uh, sometimes she regenerates a little bit of an argument on the internet. She uh, gets into the weirdest fights. <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, it depends how it, you approach it, right? The, the the fights that are not valuable are the ones that m increase insecurities for everyone, that distract you from your goals, that really make insignificant things way too important, and that really stop progress, right? So there are innocent fights and there are fights that really burn bridges and destroy relationships. Yeah. And like we know this because we still replay the mean comments that our family members said when they were drained and insecure. We still replay them and and we hate ourselves for it, right? So there are certain times where we go into fight mode and we let the emotions take control and we say what hurts the other person the most. And that might not be how we feel in general, but we make the other people feel that way and it just amplifies anxiety and insecurity. A lot of her anxiety comes from comments and things from the past that aren't really relevant anymore, but she replaced them, obviously. And we all do this. We all do this in different moments, in different quantities, and in different areas. We all have our buttons of insecurities. And we have to understand that sometimes when things get heated and stressful and our insecurities come up, We have to disconnect, we have to breathe, we have to analyze, we have to recharge our battery, get more mental clarity to find a better solution, and come to a solution. 
But when we let emotions win, we focus on making the other person feel like shit. We focus on revenge. We focus on me versus you. We focus on lose-lose situations. And we destroy everything. Yeah. And we can hurt relationships for life. Oh, my goodness. It's six. Yeah. This has been two hours? <gasps> this is the first time you've, like... I've had like little to no anxiety. Like, and if when I try to get anxiety during the podcast, I, it's the, been the couple of times that I've gotten up to walk around and just like do things. But this you is the longest no, no, that I've. And, and it's it time for my felt, pill. It hasn't felt like two hours. It hasn't felt like two hours, and it's time for my pill. Yeah. So and I'm still okay. congratulations. <laughs> and uh, no, and, and this is one of the things. Uh, before the video, one thing I just want to tell her in camera. She sometimes convinces herself she can't sit still for too long. She can't do this. She can't do that. And a lot of it is because of her anxiety. A lot of it is because of how her brain is wired. And she needs more variability, more change, more this and more that. But she convinces herself and reinforces some things about herself. But I've seen her many times be in a situation like this where she loses track of time and she does something that exceeds her expectations. The same happened when you were playing video games with your brother and your cousins. Oh yeah! When all I was of a sudden playing. you were playing for two or three hours, and you and you think you can't sit uh, sit down for two hours. Yeah, like you think you can't sit for more than an hour. And this is the thing: when you do things in a way that regenerates you more, then the impact is different. One of the things that does regenerate her a lot is these type of conversations. The fact that there's engagement in the podcast, like today. So because Mare's here too, and yeah, and exactly. having Mare talking to us and stuff. No, it's that's really the thing: nice. the more interaction you have both now and whenever you have a stream or a podcast where there's more interaction, you feel more social, you regenerate more. Yeah, definitely. And when we've had podcast episodes with a lot of technical difficulties or where people haven't gotten in or the stream has been broken and things like that, then your anxiety goes up. So anyway, to wrap up, because now we've gone, the longest we've gone in an English podcast, at least the two of us. Yeah. So great job on that. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Picking your battles so that you don't waste time on on the wrong things. And yeah, Mary, you should come more often to these podcasts because it makes it more interesting and it regenerates us a lot. And me too, actually. We uh, uh, appreciate the support and you guys are part of our support network and we value you and everyone that uh, participates. Manatee too, I told you this in the uh, Spanish podcast. The fact that you're always here having our back means the world to us. Uh, so now let's go into the promo for next week's episode and then we wrap up quickly hey guys are you having a hard time picking your battles are you fighting every fight are you letting your emotions get the best of you and are you just thinking of your short-term frustrations instead of your long-term goals for that relationship for that opportunity for that workplace for whatever it is wherever it is that you're having frustrations are you only living in the now? I ask because I know a lot of people that end up fighting every fight and arguing about petty small things, not realizing that sometimes by choosing to fight, they deteriorate a relationship or they burn a bridge or they end up destroying an opportunity. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to fight every time there's a disagreement or every time there's a frustration. Fighting often creates more problems for the future, but it's not black and white. There are certainly times where you have to speak up. There's certainly times where you have to put your foot down. There's certainly times where you have to say enough is enough, but you have to be conscious in the moment. You have to be in tune with your goals, your priorities. You have to think beyond your short-term emotions and frustrations. 
it is too easy to get carried away with the now. As a leader, as a business owner, I promise you that every day I have to make the choice between biting my tongue or getting upset with someone several times a day. And I don't always get it right, but I can certainly tell you that the times I've managed to bite my tongue, breathe, reflect, evaluate the options, spend some time trying to understand the context and the factors to lead to that conflict or that frustration or that mistake or whatever it is. Whenever I've taken the time to actually investigate with curiosity, with empathy and with patience, I've generally been able to find an approach that's much more healthy. But whenever I've gotten carried away with my short-term frustrations or emotions, I have made the mistake of offending people, saying the wrong thing, burning bridges, making people feel useless, amplifying the insecurities in people. And it generally has not been a positive thing. And after being a business leader for a while, I can tell you one of the best skills that I have developed and I'm still developing every day is the ability to bite my tongue, listen, understand, reflect, evaluate, and then speak and then react, but without the same strong emotions. The best thing you generally can do when you have a hot head is to disconnect from the problem, recharge your battery, generate some inner peace, help the other person or the other people recharge their batteries, reach some level of inner peace, and then have a mature dialogue where you explore all the variables, all the factors that led to the current frustration or conflict. This is something that will improve all of your relationships and open so many doors for you and will prevent you from burning so many bridges prematurely. If you want to explore this topic further, I invite you to join us on our live transmission of our podcast, Develop Your Element Unplugged, this Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time, where we're going to spend an hour, hour and a half exploring all the different strategies that you can implement to have more control of your emotions, have more capacity to deal with that frustration, that anger, that just <clears throat> tension that you're feeling. And if you manage to actually take control and disburden yourself from all of this frustration and learn to pick your battles wisely and learn to battle them wisely as well, everything changes. So with that in mind, I say farewell and see you this Sunday. Have a good one. Okay, so we're back. Well, I'm back because Des is warming some tacos. Um, but yes, so... That is next week's episode. Manatee says, oh, love you guys. Thank you, too. This is an important moment. I just want to extend the gratitude. And uh, yeah, today's been a good day. Today, both podcasts, Spanish and English, I've enjoyed a lot. And uh, yeah, thank you for all the support. It uh, We wouldn't be here without it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to wrap up because we've already overextended ourselves in terms of time. This has been the longest English podcast we've done in a while, so we're quite happy about that. Thank you for all the participation. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Manatee. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, 